Everybody, live from Koreatown, it's the Brothers Millers, and this is the Ozone. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. You came in hot. You came in you hot. You hot all day today. Listening to the lyrics, I'm coming clutch, no stick shift. Ozone, my witness. Oh, that's nice. Bars. <laughs> that's bars. That's bars. Shout out to Twizzy Twitch and the Ozone. Potentially, I'm hearing rumors it could be Google's first artist. I don't know. Sounds don't good. Know. You tell me. Sounds nice. Make, Make it twice. Nice. Well, uh... Wow, we're coming in hot, folks, because the league has come in hot against us. This is a situation where potentially the Ozone has gotten it wrong. Could it be? Two times. Two times. And this is what we have to cover, ladies and gentlemen. We have a pressing question. Is Cody Bellinger the best baseball player on the planet? Is it possible? Yes. And also, (laughs) are the Bucks advancing to the finals? No. Well, let's get straight to it. Let's get into a caller who wants to have his say, and he's coming in hot from the T-Dot. Hey, Terry. Hey, O. Just checking in. Terry, man, you got to put respect on Toronto's name, man, on the Toronto Raptors' name, man. I know you were, I mean, you thought the Bucks would beat the Raptors and win the series. In hindsight, can you see why they lost? That's my question to you. I'm not going to break your balls. I just want to. I just want to know in hindsight. Can you see why the Bucks lost against the Raptors? As far as for you, O, you asked me what are they going to do now as far as Golden State Warriors. Well, I'm going to break down my argument. First of all, Kawhi's back to finish what he started three years ago. He wants to avenge his injury that cost him an entire season. He hasn't forgotten what Popovich and Tony Parker and the rest of them did with their media campaign to disparage him. Without Durant, Warriors are relying on Draymond to run the offense like how they used to play. Kawhi can't, Kawhi can stop Draymond and thus stop much of what the Warriors want to do. So Kawhi would probably need to wear a protective cup just in case. (laughs) The team that wins is usually the one with the best player and Kawhi is the best player in the series. Definitely, if Durant doesn't play. Warriors have never been so vulnerable, lack of depth and injuries. They will probably have to reintegrate Durant, which could mess up, mess up the chemistry as they found a nice flow without him. The Raptors may be, best, may be the best team to face them in the final, especially defensively and the deepest team. Raptors' length on defense will be huge. Elite wing defenders, Lowry on Curry, Danny Green on Clay. Kawhi on Draymond, Draymond, or Kawhi on Durant. Siakam on Draymond, or Siakam on Durant. Also, Raptors' size will make them, and the experience of their bigs, Gasol World Championship, Ibaka NBA Finals, will be a huge advantage over the younger Warriors' bigs, other than Bogut. Serious breakdown going on. Maybe start surge because he is more mobile and use Gasol off the bench to bolster bench. He can run the offense. You can run the offense through him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Patrick McCall has inside info on the Warriors, so our coach Patrick McCall has inside info on the Warriors, so that's a bonus. Raptors beat them twice this season. That's big. 
Raptors have home court advantage. The fans up in Toronto are no joke. Oh, you know what Toronto's, I mean, you know Toronto's about that fandom life. Terry, you need they to are. visit and see what T.O. is all about. The last meeting, Raptors beat Warriors by 20 and Kawhi. This is part two. Part two. This is a thorough analysis, folks. Stay with us. This is part two of my message, my previous message. Okay, so where was that? Raptors beat the Warriors twice this season. Raptors have home court advantage. Last meeting, Raptors beat Warriors by 20, and Kawhi didn't even play. All four Warriors stars played. All four Warriors stars played. That's a big thing. Kevin Durant, Kawhi. Uh, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry played. All four of them, Kawhi didn't even play, and we beat them by 20. OG is coming back, another defensive weapon in case Durant returns. Also perfect guy to defend Draymond. Have not faced us. The Warriors have not faced, up with, faced us with Gasol. Will not know what to expect. Raptors have nothing to lose. Can play free. Nobody expects them to win. That's an advantage to us. Also, pending free agency of KD and Thompson could be a distraction, especially with recent snub of Thompson for All-NBA. Offensive rebounds have been an issue for us throughout the playoffs and has allowed teams into games. But without Cousins and Durant, the Warriors don't have the caliber of big men the Raptors have had to face so far. Lucevic, Embiid, Giannis, you guys don't have, they don't, the Warriors don't have any of that, so we're not scared. And aren't a great offensive rebounding team. The Warriors aren't a great offensive rebounding team, although they don't miss a lot of shots, which could be why. Historically, Curry hasn't been good. At All right, time. cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. It's Check like a numbers, minute left. Man. You want to Run the tape. They had it. 30. Personally, I think the Raptors can beat. I mean, I, I, mean, I feel the cut. Raptors. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, all right. This man in Toronto needs his own podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But he laid it on us, and and, laid it on a stick. He laid it on a stick because he's a fan. If you remember years ago when uh, Toronto actually beat Texas in the playoffs, that same caller called in. He's a longtime listener, and he called in and he he told us to put some respect on Toronto's name as a sports city. Now he's really going for it. What is your response to his question of can you see why they lost? First of all, the main reason why is because Giannis was out there literally playing by itself at at this time, and he can't really shoot that well. So if he can't shoot and his other teammates don't pick him up, it's a problem. And second of all, they don't know how to close. They don't, they don't know how to close. They they need someone like a Kawhi Leonard. Do they know how to close? They don't know how to close. Oh, okay. Can I get Ken Lee? <laughs> I don't know if you want it. <laughs> Even though – no, we'll, we'll we're not on that. baseball. Get out of here. Get, get out of here. Get there. Get out of here. Okay. Yes, but they, but whoa, they, whoa. <laughs> they don't know how to close. I mean, literally, they had to lead every single game, and they lost it because they don't know how to close. And one of the problems is this new style of NBA play, which you just threw yourselves out of games, and that's what they <laughs> even did. when you're winning, the even game. when you're winning the game. I we just, just watched Portland do it. <laughs> we just watched the um, the Milwaukee Bucks do it. The Milwaukee Bucks just did the same thing. They just threw themselves literally out of going to the finals. Now, but what about when? What about even? with that what about the idea that in that series and potentially in this next series like the caller said Toronto has the best player on the court they do have the best player on the court but the Golden State Warriors have the best players. This is the problem because they, team. yeah, they have the best team. They have players. They don't have one player. They have a whole team that they have two guys have been there with Danny Green and Kawhi, but the Raptors. 
Yes, the Raptors. But Danny Green is a question mark. He didn't, yeah, he disappeared. He disappears. He's not disappear. He disappears all the time in these yeah. games, and you can't trust him. So now, can you trust Fred Van Van Fleet? I can't trust Van Fleet. Van Fleet is wet. This is wet last series. But you know what? This is a dream season for Toronto. They sure lucked is. up. They hit the Kawhi lottery, and now and LeBron left the East. The LeBron left the East. Then it rolls over to them having that crazy shot over Joel Embiid. <laughs> now you're talking Crazy about now you're talking about ben them. Simmons didn't help. Exactly. Now you're talking about but them. But they were going to win that series either. But I don't agree. But then then you're talking about them coming back 2-0 against Milwaukee, the best team in the league. So, you know, this maybe it's a it's a run for them. This could happen, but I don't really believe because that the Golden State Warriors are a better team without Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant will not play. I don't believe that Kevin Durant will play. Well, I saw some footage earlier of Boogie hobbling around in practice and it didn't look good. Yeah. And I don't think that that helps them. Uh, to me, the Golden State Warriors are most dangerous and a thing of beauty when they make the ball itself a team member. Yes. And this is what they do better than potentially any other team that I've ever seen besides the Showtime Lakers. Nobody moved the ball like the Showtime yeah, Lakers. three passes and, and it's over. <laughs> it, it's a, oh, run it. Yeah, run it. You know, and and we can't get wet from deep. However you And we that. have crazy defense. Monster defense. So now and we, we have the greatest scorer of all time. Yeah, and now when we talk about. Regardless of what everybody wants to say about Michael Jordan and LeBron, LeBron James, everybody else. Anybody else. The greatest scorer of all time is 7-2 and that's Sky Hook. Greatest scorer. 7-4. He's, he's the greatest player. He's the greatest player of all time. Of all, time. of all time. Of all, of all time. time. You, you play yourself. <laughs> everybody you, plays himself by it. saying everybody else, but Kareem is actually the greatest player of all time. Of all time. And he's got everything. He's got the numbers and the rings to go with he's it. He's got the numbers, the rings, the MVPs, Come the on. college numbers. Come on. How do you want it? I got four in college. I could have drooped and told that. you name anybody in the, in the history of the game that could stop him? No. <laughs> Nobody. Is there anybody in the history of the game that has four in college and then five or six in the show? Come on, man. You play too much. That's a lot of winning. It's a lot of winning. <laughs> it's a lot of winning. Sure. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but when you talk ball, a, a team member, this is when it's beautiful to watch. Yes. I have to say, I have more respect for this uh, version of the Golden State Warriors than I do for the past iterations. Only because this version, without Durant, without uh, uh, boogie, because I didn't. I don't. I don't care for the Warriors, and I don't. It's like playing with the team. It's like the, it's like when you play video games with somebody, and they play with the, the championship team, unless that was always their team. Right. It's just, just nasty. Right. But now they're they're uh, weathering the storm of injury, and you're seeing why Steph Curry was two time MVP. Right. You're seeing why Klay Thompson, in my opinion, is the best player on their team. Right. You're seeing why Draymond Green, who stopped all of the buffoonery and crying and kicking people in the balls and this, that, and the other, <laughs> and he's actually just going back to playing basketball. A triple-double machine. And, and his game is extraordinary. He's got a nice triple-double. The triple-double that you... <laughs> Devastating. he got a Magic Johnson-type triple-double. Yeah, because it's not based on points. He's based on dispensing the ball. 18, 14, uh, yeah, 12, grabbing the boards, deals. Offensive boards. He's stealing the ball. He's willing to get dirty. He's well, and, to, I, and I'll say something. I don't else. see anybody like that on that, that weight loss has worked wonders for him. I think and, that and, uh, Kevin Durant worked well for him by him not playing anymore. Uh, clearly, it changed, clearly, it's changed their whole dynamic of their team. Clearly, they're they're way better than what. And not to not Kevin Durant, but no, Kevin Durant's a monster. Yeah, he's top a monster. Four players in the league. Yeah, but you're talking about Kawhi going up against Steph Curry and uh, Clay Thompson and and Draymond Green and anybody else who throws in and Igu, man, Igu, forget about it. Igudala yes. is is the man. I just find it really hard for Toronto to beat them without the the lack of a team. Kawhi, I don't a, think I don't Kawhi think that he, I don't think it's a lack of the team. I think that the only thing that holds Toronto back is that they have a lot of guys who haven't been there. But 
they have a handful of guys who have been there. They don't have a handful of them. I think I think that they're going to I think that they can steal the first game. I think Toronto wins the first game. Um well, that's I don't not know where they got you at the house. I understand, but stealing it because everybody feels like the Warriors until proven otherwise the best team in the world. So I personally feel like they get game one. Now, where the series goes from there, I don't know. I also think it's imperative to get game one because you need the Warriors to play on their heels. The problem that I have is that nobody ever puts the Warriors on their heels, and that's because they're great. They they make sure that they don't get in that position. But in years past, it's had a lot to do with injuries of other teams, not necessarily right. on the Warriors, injuries from other guys, whether right. we're talking about Chris Paul's hammy, whether we're talking about Kyrie Irving, whether we're talking about Kevin Love, whether we're talking about – uh, 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 any of them, uh, Kawhi. Yeah. Any of them. They always. It, there's always an, uh, a seemingly asterisk type thing that happens. Not to say that they wouldn't have won without those. You know, in, in, as well. You can only beat who's there. But the way that I see it is, Mark Gasol is going to be a very serious factor in this game. If Mark Gasol can get big and play big and not get sold on the three point shooting, well, you then you then you're out of it then because he's been shooting threes and they have you can shoot a few threes. They don't they shoot have a ton of threes. They have the pieces that they need to beat them. I don't think that they can be them because you're talking this about this is Gouda Serge Ibaka, um, Serge Ibaka Siakam, and with Mark Gasol, you have the size because Golden State doesn't have size. But then when you talk about the matchup with um, with Steph Curry and Kyle Lowry, I'm definitely going to take Steph Curry. Steph Curry is going to use Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's not even in shape, really. You know, I'm, and I'm not mad. I'm, I get what you're saying. Yeah, because, I get what you're saying. Because they, and with Mark Gasol, he lumbers now. He used to be, you know. He, I, and, and I actually think that's not a problem. Well, if you play the half-court set. But this are is they what going, I'm saying. But the Golden State Warriors are smart, and so is Steve Kerr. I take Steve Kerr over their coach, and Steve Kerr is going to run the floor. And they're not going to let him get in the half-court set. But then again, once we watch him in half-court set, they are a finely tuned machine. They move the ball so fast and efficient. The issue, the issue that I have is the Golden State Warriors give you a window to beat them. They sure do. Every single game. In three of the four games in the sweep against Portland, they were down double digits at halftime or into the third quarter. A team led by a guy who knows how to close, i.e. Kawhi Leonard, is not going to blow 20-point leads. You let a team led by a guy who knows how to close who's get at, out who's got in front ring. of 15 or 20, yeah. who's got two rings, by the way, I do believe. And maybe even three, but I think it's two rings. I know he, he doesn't have three. I, he might have two. I do believe he has two. I think they beat LeBron twice. I don't think they beat LeBron twice. I think they did, but I, I could be wrong. Um, because Tim Duncan ended up with five, I do believe. And I think Kawhi got two of those. So, uh, but I, 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 we have to look and see. Um, so for me, I like the Raptors' chances. I also like the momentum of the Raptors. I like the fact that the Raptors just played on Sunday or Saturday, whenever it was, as opposed to last week with all of the time off. That may or may not help. Honestly, in my opinion, if Boogie and Durant come back, the game, the series becomes a lot more difficult for Golden State because they're going to try to incorporate those guys as opposed to doing what works, which is that core four that they have of Iguodala. Really, you could even call it core five. What's beautiful is that they don't all have to be starters. Right. Sean Livingston, Iguodala, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. And you got a dynasty on your hands. Well, one of the things that needs to be exploited is that Draymond is not actually a big guy. 
and they don't explo- exploit Nobody them. does no, it. And Nobody part of that does. is because he's so athletic, because right. he runs the court. Because he runs the court. And this is where you get left behind with them because he is actually the glue that holds that team together. Sure so is. You can shut him down. You can beat them. But I and just the thing I think you can do to him is, is mentally shut him down. I, I believe Draymond. I believe Draymond is mentally fragile. I and I believe that you can bait him into going back into the antics of kicking people in the balls and crying to the refs. All he needs is a couple calls that go the wrong way. You need a Rodman-esque kind of guy to play games with him. A guy that bumps into him afterwards, snatches the ball from him when the ball is dead. Little stuff that you do when you're the instigator type. So basically try to punk him. And he'll fall for it. But his, his ego's too big and his, his mental discipline is not big enough, in my opinion. Obviously, it's big enough because the dude's been winning and, they, and nobody has. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt about that. But, that but they can when, actually when they've up. lost. It's because he's mentally weak. I think that he's grown from that. I think he's he may have. I think he's mature now. He may have. You <laughs> may be looking at a at a Draymond in his smoking jacket. Maybe could you Draymond. pass me the ball, please? Could you, uh, uh, Stefan? Stefan, <laughs> I'm open in the center of the court. I believe the young Negroes call it the elbow. <laughs> yeah, they could be. Yeah, I I don't, I really don't think that they. I don't I don't see enough out of them because they're so heavily dependent on Kawhi and that's cool because I watched LeBron do the same thing which is great they but, got other guys that can go but but they haven't gone but <laughs> we oh, have, they haven't gone this is the problem and OG is coming back that's a good point that he brings up yeah. OG's coming back and OG has Z yeah I don't think he's gonna be a hundred percent but he may be able to give you eight to ten good minutes yeah I I don't see how I they so it looks like, it sounds like you're looking at a sweep they I think the Golden State's gonna win the first game I think that, and not. I mean, they're and it might team. not be, and it might not be a sweep. They, Toronto might get the second one or whatever, but I think that they're going to be a little shell shocked when they go out there and play. Against and, those and realize that <laughs> this ain't the regular season. <laughs> this ain't the regular season. Now, what do you and think they about don't those, have fear? What do you think about those two games that they blew them out this year? And the that was a mistake on there because I think Steph didn't play in one of those games. At one point, neither one of they. They, they didn't, didn't have their whole have the whole of players. Yeah, Kawhi didn't play one game, and then I think Steph didn't play another. But I think that the game is going to come down because now we're watching playoff Steph. Playoff Steph is a lot different than, especially without a Durant there. That now what the caller said that is true is final Steph is very different in that final Steph is not dominant like like playoff Steph, if you will. Of course, because guess what you did? Normally, final Steph runs into LeBron James. That's what I was going to say because he ran to, but LeBron James <laughs> is not there, so we don't have to worry about. But that it's now. not LeBron that guards Steph. He did though. LeBron did guard Steph for one point to shut him down to let him know that that's when they took over the game when they put a big guy on him. They don't have that to put on him like like the Cleveland Cavaliers did. They don't have that that I think you put Ibaka on Draymond and you let Kawhi guard. No, Ibaka's not even starting. I think you put I think he might need to get in there and and but you either or you put Siakam on him which is physically a very similar matchup. But uh, Siakam is, is a little fragile. I saw Siakam playing dirty against against his, Philadelphia. His, he needs to grow up. You can he see did. it. You can see it. Well, this got is first, on his this is first go around. But his game is right. He do, is he right. may be wet behind the ear, but his but his game is right. What are you going to do? Because you're saying that if they get Kawhi the, needs to go, he needs to guard Clay Thompson. Yeah, but and make sure that Clay Thompson yes. doesn't get off. Yes, Steph, you can still beat them with Steph Curry getting off. You can't beat them when Clay Thompson gets off. I don't think you can beat. You can beat them with Clay. The key is to stop Draymond Green. That is the key. If you can keep Draymond Green from getting all the loose balls and doing yeah. all the grimy stuff that nobody wants to do, then you can win. I like Dennis Rodman, but if if Draymond is getting a triple double, you are not going to win because it's going to be hard to beat them with Draymond <laughs> with triple dub. Yeah, because one talk about I really like them. Steph, Steph, Steph is to the rack. 
steps to the this, rack. This postseason, from what I've seen, so it's not we, just threes. Yeah, when we go for, to pos- position by position because Toronto has the depth. But then we go to the coaching side of it as well. And Steve Kerr is a better coach. Everybody thinks that Steve Kerr just gives them the ball and let them put the Golden State on them. It doesn't work like that. Well, Steve Kerr is one of the only former players that I say is in the upper echelon of coaching. Yes. He's a, he was, he, he doesn't was panic. Really he, that's, you know, he played with Jordan, but, but he also wasn't a star player no. in the same way. Like usually it's the star player that turns into the terrible coach. Yeah. Um, in this situation, the only star player that I can think of that was a good coach was Larry Bird. I can't think of it. Can you think of another star player that, other than Bill Russell, who gave right. him a great player coach? Right. <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, Vinny Del Negro was a good coach. Vinny but Del Negro was a, a player a la Steph Kerr. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Kerr. Yeah. I know Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Yeah. And, you know, but uh, most it's of like the time. like the catcher becoming a coach. The catchers usually in baseball become a coach, and they're usually pretty good coaches. Yeah. But it's not the guy. But the, the guy stop will not be a good coach. <laughs> right. Derek Jeter getting down there probably <laughs> wouldn't work out. not going to work out. Because he's looking for guys who play like him. But I really believe that, I mean, I like Toronto. If I, I've always liked Toronto, the moves that they made in the beginning of the year. I just don't think that they're going to have enough to beat them just because, because their, deep, their bench is deep. Toronto's bench is deep. But the discipline of the game in the finals is going to be a little bit different than what they're doing This now. is the problem that I have with Golden State. But Golden State keeps up. How many, t- how many times do you need to improve it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't, well, I didn't ask you. I didn't say that they don't win. You said you have a problem. Exactly. And I do have a problem with them is because the way that they win, they leave the door open for other teams to beat them but and nobody every- ever steps in except for LeBron James. Yeah, but everybody, every team and every sport, they're always, even with all the champions, there's always a window. There's always a window. Even with, even with the, uh, the New England Patriots, there's always a window where you can get the Patriots, right? But for some reason, they always have Lady Luck on their side. Lucky lady. <laughs> they have her. You know, and there's always a window, even in a boxing match, there's always a window where you see that somebody gets off the hook. And but these, I don't know about that. You see, you see some dominant boxing match. I think if you stick with team sports, I mean, this is why we play, is because there is a window. But what I'm saying is, is the Golden State Warriors window is usually wider than others. They they open a window that allows you, they throw the ball away, they get cute. And this isn't even, I'm not even talking about when the game is a blowout. Right? I'm talking about when the game is like... This is a confidence thing, too, because you see, because I don't agree with you either, because they can come back on anybody. They've shown that they come back on anybody who has a good lead. They've come back on the Houston Rockets. I mean, it does not matter to them. They actually they actually have the weapons to come back on anybody and the confidence. That's what it's about. They didn't come back on the Clippers. They never beat the Clippers in coming back on them. They didn't have to. The they Clippers did. are terrible. The Clippers don't even never even make it to, the, to, to the, the finals. The Clippers came back and set a record on them. From coming back from thirty-five down, then that's one game out of game, how many played? How many the other, games they played? The they played like game, twenty games against the, other, the Clippers. And the other game that the Clippers—I'm talking about in the playoffs. And the other game this year, and the other game that the Clippers won, the Clippers were up. I, it wasn't. And a, who was playing? Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not playing now. I mean, I don't, I, I'm not going to jump in and act like Kevin Durant's a work of the devil. I'm not but, saying that he's a work of the devil. I'm saying that it's a different ball game the way that they play the game when he's on the court. And everybody I agree. Knows that I agree. I don't think that I don't think that Toronto's going to beat him. That's how I'll put it. Although they beat the, they beat uh, they beat Milwaukee, I agree. Milwaukee, I have to eat it. Milwaukee didn't get it done. But I'm not even a Warriors fan. I just know that they win. They get the job <laughs> done. They they have parades in Oakland. I can tell you that much. Now, what do you think is going to happen with Milwaukee and their team? If they can re-sign, I would rethink. They're talking about re-signing Chris Middleton, and they need to re-sign Brogdon. I really like Brogdon. He came back. He was a little rusty, but he still looked effective. And then I would definitely sign Lopez. But Chris Middleton didn't really show up enough for me. And, he did not. Yeah, and, and I have to question that because I know that he has never been there. But this shows you sometimes where a guy is. 
it's you know a lot of times you need to you need to for him to perform when you need a big performance. So they're shutting Giannis down. They're building a the wall. They're going out like Trump on him. They're building that wall. He can't <laughs> he can't get through. And then and 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 he's not getting calls because he really got ripped off for as far as being a superstar getting calls. But they're not. You need some help. And Chris Middleton didn't come through. It's like J.R. Smith didn't come through for LeBron. The main person that didn't come through was Eric Bledsoe. And that's Eric Bledsoe was not bad, but he was not good. No, he wasn't good enough. He wasn't at good all. enough. And for and and this is for for Eric Bledsoe against Kyle Lowry, and well. then and then against Fred Van Fleet. This should be like a this. He should have a wallop. This, well, this no, this is Chris crazy. Middleton that was playing against Fred Van, uh, Fred Van Fleet. No, he wasn't. Fred, they they Van rotated Fleet, Van Fleet a, a point point, but yeah. they have them both on the court at the same time. When they have Lowry and Van Fleet on the floor at the same time, then Chris Middleton's usually that's his assignment, and Chris Middleton let the squad down. Chris Middleton didn't get it done. I mean, yeah, neither, he didn't get it done, but neither did neither did Eric Bledsoe. I'm very disappointed in Eric Bledsoe's work because I remember watching Eric Bledsoe play not only all this season and half of last season, but I remember watching him play for a couple of years in Phoenix and him lighting it up. Anytime any mini marquee team came to town, he wanted to let them know, hey, I'm just on a bum squad, but right. if, I can light you up. I can light you up. I got it. My problem with all these teams nowadays, even with Giannis as well and LeBron, is that these guys start bringing the ball up. The point is not the point anymore, and that's a problem. Because then what does he do? He has to learn how to play off the ball, and and Giannis turns into the distributor, and that's not really his job. I know that you guys need to work on getting him the ball. In the, you know, he can work without the ball, but they give him the ball. Giannis brings the ball up and drives to the rack and kicks it out. Yeah, he needed some work on his game as well. I need oh, no some question. more post moves. I saw him. I saw some great one on one defense against him from Serge Ibaka. Actually, that wasn't the wall that where he made some nice moves and then he came up with the you know the the pterodactyl arm a couple times. But it is what it is. The kid's still twenty three, twenty four, whatever he is. Yeah. Is a young guy. He's gonna be back and he's gonna be great. Now moving on, but staying in the world of the NBA. What in the hell is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? We've seen this debacle, this whole situation fall apart with Magic Johnson and leaving and now him making that uh, appearance on the, the first take on the same morning that they announced a new coach, Frank Vogel, and so on and so forth. Now, the story on ESPN comes out and says Rob Palenka, who Magic called a backstabber, made up some story about how... <laughs> Kobe Bryant was so enamored with Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight that he told Rob, his agent at the time, hey, give me a meeting with this Heath Ledger guy. I, I, I want to see how he locked in for this role. The performance was fantastic. So Rob Palenka goes on and on and on in a motivational speech to the guys about how he uh, set up Kobe and him and Kobe and Heath Ledger had dinner and spoke about him, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and helped him become more Mamba-esque and so on and so forth. And then you saw it on the shoes and Kobe wears Dark Knight type shoes and blah, 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 as an homage to the film. Only problem is Heath Ledger died six months before the movie came out. <laughs> and And Christopher Nolan who is the best director in the world, in my opinion, and and who did The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan has been on record saying that the film wasn't even completed to be viewed at that point. So, so Rob Palenka's lying again. Yeah, but why? This is the point. Motivation. Why? <laughs> to motivate the guy by any means necessary. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But Very fine people on both sides of the rally in Charlottesville. Pretty much. Because you're talking about Rob Palenka, who probably shouldn't even be involved in basketball decisions overstepping his power. You know what I'm saying? But he was given this power. Yeah, but he was given this power, which actually hurt the team in the long run. But now we're hearing also about LeBron James's, uh, you know, um, uh, agent stepping in and 
trying to get Luke Walton fired. I mean, there's it's just a debacle over there. There needs to be some kind of control that's somebody needs to get the reins, uh, get get control of this team, and just say, hey, listen, this is how it's going, and this is how it's going to be. And if you don't like, they need it, one person. Yeah, you need to roll. Yeah, they need one person and because it it's all like over the place. That one person should have been. And I was listening to the sports radio, and they had a great point. Is the first call that should have went out after Magic bounced should have been to Pat Riley, and Pat Riley spoke and said nobody called him. And, uh, you know, not that he would have necessarily jumped, but you never know. Yeah. Should have been Pat Riley. Should have even been Phil Jackson, who said he doesn't have any interest. Should have been, uh, you know, even Jerry West. Somebody, you got to have, you got to call somebody who can jump to the defense of the organization that has that has the respect of the players and the Jerry West is not and the managers and all that whole song and dance. And then this is where you, I think you get into a problem when you have a monster, super, a superstar like LeBron, because... Now guys aren't interested in coming here and trying to work with him because they know that in these situations he has control over the team. Just like Kobe had complete uh, had the team in a chokehold. You guys get. I don't think LeBron is at that level where Kobe was as far as uh, his personal interest superseding that of the team. Well, th- but purposely, you know, I think that this is the guys behind the scene because now you're talking about what is his agent name, Rich Ball. Yeah, uh, this guy behind the scene was lobbying to um, Adam Silver and everybody else to get Luke Walton fired. And, really? Yeah, I, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, it just came out literally a few hours ago, and it's not acceptable because that's not any of his business. That's LeBron's guys in, in his stable trying to make decisions for a basketball team that they're not playing on. Well, which is the same you could you could argue about the same funny business because he also represents uh, AD. AD, yes, yeah, so yeah. that, that clutch sports that they have. There's a lot of and and then also it's and, all a, a game Silver, of thrones for power again, right? And then Silver asked him, "Who is it that he would recommend then to be uh to be the coach of the Lakers?" He said, "Tyron Lue." Oh wow! And so I'm so glad that they the Lakers did not bite into that. It, they bought the only thing. That, well, they didn't know the they did. The only issue, the only issue became their insistence on hiring Jason Kidd and the three year. I don't deal. need these Jason the, Kidd or Lou. These are the these are the two that they did. Well, now they got Jason Kidd. Jason I know. Kidd is on with Vogel. Vogel agreed, and he agreed to the three year deal, and he agreed to the thing. But in real life, the Lakers organization has been a debacle since Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. Yes. They haven't. And then they threw some money at him that they shouldn't have thrown at him. Yeah, they gave him a, a golden parachute, and he had to take that cheese. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> I, would, I mean, well, you guys know. You know, I messed up. I messed up. You saw me there, my Achilles. <laughs> but okay. And that's him, then from that point forward, he was looking like the mummy for the rest of his career on the sidelines, wrapped up, you know, mm-hmm. iced and wrapped for you know the whole every time. But wow, yeah, crazy situations, crazy situations going on in the league. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna go from here. Um, but I did read For, a funny quote though from Master P and Romeo, little Romeo, saying that they offered Zion Williams a twenty million dollars shoe deal to wear off of the court if he comes to New Orleans. They oh, said wow. you can sign your Nike or whatever deal you want to sign, but we'll give you twenty off of the court. Basically, they're trying to find a way to funnel him some cheese to bribe him into coming to <laughs> to bribe him into coming to New Orleans. Great move, a big easy. Those are some dedicated fans because those dudes live here, <laughs> but they're from New Orleans. So uh, whatever it is, what it is. Yeah, but that's cool though. I mean, get the young man chipped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting breaded. So uh, moving on to a game so fine it's played on diamonds, ladies and gentlemen. The Major League Baseball season is in full swing, and uh, wow, we we lost a legend yesterday. We lost lost a man named Billy Buckner. 
And Bill Buckner was a great baseball player. He sure was. I mean, a great ball player. Great ball player for the Dodgers. Great ball player for the Cubs. Great ball player for the Red Sox. And all anybody ever wants to talk about is an error that he made. That did not. In game six, by the way. It did not cost them the series. It didn't cost them the series whatsoever. Not whatsoever. And, you know, it, it because for one, there was a game seven. For two, they had already blown that inning. That that scored the winning run, but the, the they had already blown the save in that inning to get even to that point. Um, you know, if you're not familiar and you think Bill Buckner, the only Bill Buckner you know is from laughing on the MLB network with Mookie Wilson and, you know, his appearance on Curb the Enthusiasm, man, go to YouTube and look up some Bill Buckner highlights. Bill Buckner's work is impeccable, and I would imagine now they're going to give him Hall of Fame. Right. Did he end up with like 2,700 hits? 2,715 hits. Bill Buckner never struck out three times in a game in a 22-year career. It's unbelievable. You are not going to strike out Bill Buckner. What I remember about him more so than anything is him always limping up to the plate. (laughs) He had to. We got that bum wheel. That bad surgery back in the day. It was. (laughs) It looked like me out there. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, Billy Buckner, man. uh, Just a rest in peace. Wonderful Christian, wonderful man. And uh, a great ball player. Did, did Bill Buckner ever get him a, a two rings? Did he get two rings or one ring? Did I think get, he got one. He got that one with the Dodgers, didn't yeah. he, in the 81? Yeah. I think he got him one. I hope he got him one. Not that it matters now, but, uh, yeah, want to just spend, send love and shout out. But what we want to talk about in Major League Baseball is where I was potentially wrong. Potentially, because it's not over yet. You're wrong, But dude. as of right now, <laughs> you're wrong. Cody Bellinger is the best baseball player on the planet, folks. Um, now I have to say yesterday he gave me some great classic Cody Bellinger where he came up in a clutch situation in the first inning and popped out. What did he do the next bet? Itchy, itchy, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's he very went, impressive. I was, I, that was very impressive. I was leaning towards like, oh man, here we go. And I, I, I called my boy. I was like classic Bellinger. And, and when it mattered, he didn't do it. And then he stepped up. First of all, he made a play before that. Yes. That saved a run with a great throw from right field. Mm-hmm. Folks, just so you go back and listen to the tape, my problem with Cody Bellinger was him playing center field, which wasn't his choice. And I still believe he's a bad center fielder. He's good in right. He's good in left. He's best at first base. But because he has so much speed, they they don't want him to play there. And I can and understand that. He's got a hose, too. Yeah. Um, but what's most impressive to me is that Cody Bellinger is playing the game the right way, if you will. Yes, he's playing big fly, and that's always beautiful, but he's hitting the ball against the shift, and the reason that he's hitting near 400 is because you'll see Cody Bellinger drop a bunt. You'll see him hit the ball up the middle and go the other way. He takes the extra base when he can, and when you hit the ball hard and put the ball in play, the ball, when you have that sort of a talent, the ball will find its way either out the stadium or into the gaps. Right. And this is how it works. This was the problem that I had for him in the first two years, two to three years, whatever it is, I think it's his third year, uh-huh. first two years of his campaign, is that all of those numbers look great. And I'm still there now, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is great. Cody Bellinger's great right now. If he comes in October when he meets Justin Verlander, and all of the gang that knows how to get guys out, and he can't make contact, and he refuses to bunt against the shift, and he looks like a softball player swinging at off-speed pitches in the dirt when they throw fastballs right by him. I will run back this tape of May 28th, and I will tell you guys, I told you so. Listen, I don't want this to be the case. I want him to perform because I want the Dodgers to win the World Series. But 
I need to see it at the highest, uh, with the stakes of the highest. He can only do what he can do, which is right now, and the stakes are the highest they can be right now, and the Dodgers are way out in front of the pack in first place, so he's doing his job. But to to date, I was the one advocating trading him for JT Real Muto, and uh, this definitely, from this point of view, was the wrong move because he's looking at triple crown right now. Yeah, well, and the Dodgers aren't way out in front. They're what are you eight, talking about? They're eight games out. That's not eight games is so far out. No, it's not. Yes, no, it is. You got. You still have a hundred games left. Yeah, that's not way out. That's way. Who's? Oh, there's only one team that's farther out in front than them. It doesn't matter. They're not way out. They can be hauled way out. Everybody goes into a slump because baseball's ebbs and flows. It's a roller coaster, dude. It's it's, the, it's a long. It's a marathon. So they're going to go on a slump. And the, the Arizona Diamondbacks, which are crazy impressive, one of the most impressive teams so far this year because they're winning still. And the they, Arizona Diamondbacks won't even be in third place at the end of the season. And the San Diego Padres are right there as well. The San Diego Padres are eight games back. The, yeah. Do- the Dodgers don't have a bullpen. The Dodgers' number one problem is that they don't have a bullpen. Even yesterday, after they had that monster Can lead. Can you believe that? They, they, tried, they did everything they could they, to get did, that out. Exactly. To, to blow that lead. Against the Mets, who don't have anybody, really. Pete, Pete Alonzo. <laughs> Pete Alonzo, and then they do have a bullpen, so they can keep him around. If you can get Thor, which it's, he's having a bad season, DeGrom's having a bad season. So if you can stay in the ball game with a team like the, DeGrom's having an average season. No, he's season. having, uh, from his standards, he's a Cy Young award winner. He's having a yeah. bad se- season. So now. He's having a major league average season. No, he's having, a, for him, it's a bad season because a guy like him who's dominant is having a bad season because his ERA is never close to four. No. <laughs> and he's no. close to four right now. Nor is Clayton Kershaw yet. But Clayton the Kersh- Dodgers win when Clayton Kershaw pitches. Yeah, but Clayton Kershaw been in the league for thought that Clayton Kershaw would give up at least one home run every single start it's and ten un- hits yesterday. Un- unbelievable! He gave up ten hits. He gave up ten hits. And still snug him a dub. Snug him a dub. <laughs> That's because he's crafty now. Look at CeCe. CeCe, I thought CeCe was finished a few years oh, ago. Oh, wow. And CeCe. To, still, to this day, nobody in sports has lived up to the big contract like CeCe Sabathia. Yeah, CeCe wins. CeCe knows how to get guys out. Clayton he Kershaw. knows how to get guys out. Uh-huh. And Clayton Kershaw is going through that process right now about learning that he doesn't throw 95 anymore. He's throwing 88, 89. On a good day, he might throw 91. And with that, he has to learn how to pitch. So now he's giving up more long balls, but the better or the longer he pitches like this, the more effective he's going to be. He can still stay around the league forever. Just yeah. soft tossing. Yeah, because his curveball is still devastating. And his slider. And he's got a little cutter because you can't dif- differentiate. Say it for me. Differentiate. Differentiate. There it is. Between that cutter and that fastball. And that's crucial, man. So that's keeping him in games. He, he only gave up three runs yesterday. Gave up three over six. Yeah. Quality start. Quality start, man. <laughs> what do you want from him? He gave up ten hits. I don't want ten hits. I don't want my I don't, ace to I give don't, up ten. I need, uh, yeah, I don't need ace to give up ten. But yeah. what can you do? And he acknowledged that after the game. Yeah. He, he had a great great uh, post-game interview. <laughs> I don't know if you did saw it. it. I didn't oh, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Where he said, well, I don't really have much good to say about my start. It was pretty terrible. <laughs> he goes, but it sure is good to be on a great team. He yeah. said, and this is it's very difficult to pitch for a good team, uh, to find a good team. He goes, I know a lot of pitchers in the league who, you know, are not on good teams. He goes, in a game like this, the, the win-loss can be deceiving because mm-hmm. I didn't technically – I got picked up offensively and defensively. He goes, I could have easily gave up five, six runs and not put us in a position to even compete in this game. Cody Bellinger saved him twice. Twice. He saved Ken Lee, actually. He he didn't even save him twice. He saved Ken Lee. He saved Ken Lee. He saved the Dodgers. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Well, that run that he saved that probably gave Clayton Kershaw a couple extra innings, you know, the one that he threw out at the plate. Early. Yeah, first inning. Yeah. 
You know, it's the Dodgers to me. I don't. I feel. I still don't feel like they're going to win it all because, like I said, the bullpen is unless they pick up somebody. Well, you know, you're talking about it's early. It's really early. For one, come Sunday at two in the morning is when everything's going to change because all of these That's teams where it hits the fan. stops with this compensatory draft pick and blah blah blah. So we'll see Craig Kimbrell get signed. We'll see Dallas Keuchel get signed. We'll see all of these guys. Where now, do you think the Dodgers are in play for any of these guys? I I hope. I hope that they're in play for Kimbrell. Actually, because Ken Lee. Now, did you hear what they said in the broadcast yesterday? About what? They said that Ken Lee Jansen was sitting with Rick Honeycutt, and Rick Honeycutt actually has been running back tape after tape after tape and realized that there's been a mechanical difference in Ken Lee uh, over the past uh, six months or something like that, dating into last season. And in that, since Ken Lee watched the tape and saw the mechanical difference, he's had two clean outings. I don't believe it. His velocity is down first and foremost. I mean, and I'm just telling you what. And they, even what they when, when Mariano, when Mariano, when Mariano was about to retire, Mariano was still throwing like 95, 94, 95, which makes his cutter even more devastating. He'll just cutter fastball. That's all I got for you. And sometimes I don't even throw a fastball. I just straight cut. At you. the end of the day, <laughs> all, all he was throwing was a cut three eight. And your mind couldn't even process it. Your processor, you you wasn't running fast processor. No. You know, and Ken Lee's throwing a flat cutter, and I don't think that it's a mechanical thing. I think it's a just a a digression. We'll see. Now, somebody who's having an absolutely fabulous season that nobody talks about, I talked about him last week, and I, I, I'm going to talk about him every week because he deserves it, is this kid Josh Bell. He had Swing a stick. great rookie year. Then he had a tough sophomore campaign, and he is back, man. This dude is a force. If Switch it. If you look at the stats, he is right behind Cody Bellinger. Yeah. I mean, he's well behind him in batting average at, at 340, which, by the way, folks, is no slouch. Uh, but I mean, he's got 48 ribeyes, 17 bombs, 18 doubles. This is I, I'm I'm really impressed with this young man. In a team with no protection, how he, about that? He doesn't he's have a guy. Starling Marte doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, well, Starling Marte bats in front of him, so yeah. you know he 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 doesn't have. He's protecting Starling Marte. Yep. Gregory Polanco. Who his, knows what happened? Oh my goodness, who knows what happened? I'm watching him play defense again the other day. He's just letting fly balls drop, foul territory, fair territory. He doesn't even like he cares about the game anymore. I don't know what happened. I, I really don't know, don't know what happened because they used to have the best outfield in baseball. Yes, they and those three guys yeah. cared. Yeah, they you cared. can see they cared yeah. about their game. Nothing dropped in between them. Nope, nope. And Christian Yelich is still the man. I mean, you want to talk about somebody? If there's somebody who's in the conversation with Cody Bellinger, it's Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is doing crazy work because he's also got ten stolen bases. Well, and what's beautiful about him as well is that I'd like to watch him his hit bats and watch him go the other way. That's you can't, There's no bombs the other way. No, oh man, <laughs> come on, man! Big bombs, too. big bombs the other way. Not like no no uh, no no roof scrapers yeah. there. That that the, we're talking about like no fence scrapers. Those are bombs. No doubters. <laughs> Absolute no yeah. doubters. And he's. I mean, the National League is full of talent right now, and it could be filled with more if they would bring some of these kids up right now. What do you think is happening with Bryce Harper? Is he ever going to get back? I don't ever think that Bryce Harper, eventually, maybe once he's out at the latter stage of his career, he might be able to get to the point where to he calm down, uh, to calm down and slow the game down. But he's I, leading the league in strikeouts right yeah. now. He's, he's, he's out of control, dude. <laughs> he's out of control. You're out of control. But I, he'll get up to 250, 260. I know. The second half. I can't give a guy three hundred fifty million for two fifty. Yeah, but yet you unless he gives sixty five <laughs> bombs, and he's not going to give me sixty five bombs. Probably give you thirty five at the end of the day. Maybe even forty. Maybe forty. It's not that, enough. That's enough nowadays. Forget about the average. Nobody's worried about your average. You don't even. You're not even embarrassed nowadays when you strike out. Back in the day, you used to be embarrassed to strike out. You look at the pitcher when you walk away. Look at all the old footage and stuff when the guys strike out. And they look at the pitcher. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You embarrass me and my family? Okay. You embarrass my family. You embarrass my family. You struck me out. 
Yeah. yeah. Look at my kids in the stand. They're exactly. crying. I'm looking at them because that's all I can do is look at the stands. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and but nowadays you just strike out, walk back. I'm, it's all about launch angle and analytics Man. and the whole song and dance. Which, by the way, is all about depreciating the value of the players, really. Where they act like it's the things that's a positive for them. It just devalues players. That's exactly what it does. Yeah. Uh, and once again, by the way, uh, where we were wrong, it, we have to admit, is about Aaron Boone. I can't front on Aaron Boone. Got him in first place. Darren first place with a total bubblegum and duct tape. Yeah. And and not and that's that's on offense and defense. It's not even like yeah, but their staff is there. Nah, they're just figuring out ways to win games. Now a lot of those games come against the Orioles and so on and so forth. But what can you do? You got to beat who your schedule tells you to play. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sold on the Yankees. I, you don't not have to be sold on them. They're they're two games you know, up. They're 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 yeah. No, that that's fine. That they're only two games up. But what I'm saying is, if you would have said that, Judge, uh, Stanton. Didi, Didi, James Paxton, CC. Who else is it? Andujar, Andujar, Greg Bird, and Greg Glaber. I do believe. Yeah, no, Glaber's playing, but Greg Bird is not a factor. No, no, but at the beginning of the season, before Luke Voigt came on the scene, that was last year. And no, no, but this year we thought Greg Bird was going to end up. We that was the conversation: is Greg Bird actually going to end up living up to his potentials? About him and Gary Sanchez. Not me. I and, never thought that he could. After I watched him the last year, and he never made adjustments. He just like everybody else, it doesn't make adjustments. I didn't think he had it. All right, you didn't think he had it, ladies and gentlemen. This is what you have to live with when you know the icons. Despite the fact that he ran Aaron Boone through the dirt and the still, Yankees through the dirt, still, and the fact that they're in first place, he's busy talking about a guy that is not thirty-five on the and eighteen anymore. Thirty-five and eighteen. Who's in first place though? Yeah. So two yeah. games above Tampa Bay with a weak schedule. I don't believe the Houston. I don't Astros, know how, how can we say they got a weak schedule though. The Houston Astros are the best team in baseball. You talk about a team with injuries. That's a team with injuries team that with injuries. <laughs> that keeps winning. They keep winning. And and what did they do to the Yankees when they played them? They ripped them a new one. No. Yep. Just like they did to the Red Sox and all these other teams that are so-called dominant <laughs> because they have front-line pitching. When it comes down to it, the Yankees don't have front-line pitchers. They have Tanaka, who's their ace. And then after that, you have question marks. Even James Baxter. James Baxter hasn't been able to stay healthy for about five years. Yeah, he's he needs to get it together. CC can't stay healthy, and we can we know why, because he's up in age. Yeah. But you can't. Count I mean, Tanaka's not even. You know, he's not a shutdown guy. Yeah, he's not ace. Got, ace. They have Severino. He's not healthy. He won't be back. Oh, Severino. That's who else I was looking for. Yeah, that's what else I was we don't know who, when he's coming back now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that, though, I have to say, for where they are now, it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, most impressive. It, it's very difficult to say that they're gonna, you know, make any long term noise without. I think that they're full complement of players. Yeah, and I don't think that the Red Sox are what they're supposed to be either because the Red Sox have injuries, but they don't have serious injuries. They don't have any pitching. Chris Sale is going through the Clayton Kershaw syndrome sort of. You know, where except he, has, for he still has his gas. Yes, except he has his gas. And yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, he doesn't really have his gas, though. He, he used to throw 97-98. He still, he, he still throws 97-98. What I saw was him throwing 94-95, and not only that, it's flat. He had crazy movement. That's cool, before. but I saw him throw 97. When did you see a bottle of 97? Just the other day. When really? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, as a matter of fact, the other day when they played the, uh, when they played the Astros, I do believe. Um, and again, now it being flat and him having his cheese is a different animal. Yeah, because it's the zippity doo dah and that explosion that, movement. that makes him Chris Sale. But at the same time, yeah, and they don't have a closer. 
they don't have a bullpen or a closer. They just no. want to slug you out of the, out of your mind. <laughs> and when some of their batters are, are slug, uh, um, I'm struggling. I'm sorry, yeah, you're struggling. Dude. Now, now I saw I spoke with Bobby Cannavale yesterday, longtime Yankee friend and friend of the Ozone. And you know what? He brought up a great point. He said Brian Cashman deserves an award. <laughs> he, for said, what? It, he said it at this point. It's going to go down that Brian Cashman will probably end up being like the most longest tenured Yankee in Yankee history. <laughs> it looks like it, right? Even though George I th- Steinbrenner. I thought about it. I said, you know what? You're probably right. I said, because now Brian Cashman's at the point where it seems like that's his job until he dies or until he decides he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. Why would he retire? He's the GM of the Yankees. What would make you say that I don't want to do enough. this anymore? <laughs> yeah. I've had enough. And they're always in contention. Yeah. They've they've gone through, they got past that phase of a couple years where it looked like it was, you know, they got past that A-Rod phase, which was him running the team down. So what do you think that the Yankees need to be over the top to be considered the best team in baseball? They got to get front-line pitching. Or they have to adopt they're an supposed to be in their strategy. For, yeah, they're, they're supposed <laughs> and, to be in the market for Keiko. As they should be. Yeah. As much if, if if for nothing else, for your theory about how everybody should have been in line for uh, Boogie. To make sure that he doesn't pitch against them, because Dallas right. Geico owns the Yankees, right? And it doesn't matter who comes on the team, Dallas Geico can get him out. So uh, I'm, I'm tripping off of why the Astros don't want him back. I'm also tripping why the Rays wouldn't want him, because if you're looking at a Tyler Glass now, who they just now dropped on the 60 day uh, injured list, if you can throw in uh, basically the Astros' old rotation, you have Charlie Morton, Dallas Geico, and Blake Snell, plus you play the game, the opener game. Listen, you this is a serious, this is a formidable squad. Yeah, but they don't actually need him. They have kids in the minor leagues that and are kids in the minor leagues don't usually win you the World Series. Yeah, these guys have kids in the minor leagues that should be in the show. That actually, just like Blake Snell came up, they have guys that are right Blake behind Snell. Him. Three years to get himself together, but he is he was effective when he first came up. But he wasn't effective to the point where you can count on him in the big games. They have this opener that's working. This opener situation is working because yeah. they have guys who literally are starters that they are using to open. But they have the talent. They don't need, really need to sign a Dallas Keiko. Tampa Bay is stacked with pitching talent. I mean, they literally – they have guys that they can literally bring up that can actually pitch right now in the show in the starting rotation. But they like to play the opener game. They, they, only, they only need three starters. After that, then what? They can throw anybody at you. You can't even set up a lineup. If you go and look, but they at, don't have three starters. That's my point. They don't have Tyler Glass now. Now, but they yeah, which means they don't have three starters. Yeah, but they use Yoni Chirinos as a starter now. Yoni Chirinos is another dominant pitcher, another guy who throws almost a hundred miles an hour. Yoni Chirinos is getting this opener status though. He pitched five innings yesterday. They, he did pitch five. They're, yesterday. Let, they're letting him go five innings, and that's enough to open. That's enough to be a starter. You only need five and dive. That's what everybody does nowadays. That's what everybody does. I don't know. I'm not crazy about the – Oakland is a problem. If Oakland sticks around long enough, Oakland has a bunch of kids in the minor leagues too that they can bring up that's going to be a problem. That should be pitching in the show right now. But this new that bad CBA is holding down all the talent that they need to bring up to be competitive. Hmm. Some of these guys down there that are dominant have like a one ERA, one six five, and stuff like that. I understand, that. but that's still the minor leagues. But it's the, can't, it's you the can't mi- treat those like it's – you know, you can't treat those like it's like it's Bible that they're going to come to the league and it's going to translate. But I'm telling you that if a guy is down there with a one something ERA, two ERA, they're going to be somewhat effective when they get to the show. I stick. hear what you're I saying. I don't. I don't know that many guys who have. I'm not saying that they won't. But what I'm saying is, is you speaking these absolutes, which you love to do, no, which which because I'm absolutely positive. When, That's why exactly. I speak an absolute. And then, and then when they come up and they don't perform well, if they only would have, well, they could have. Who, 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 who is it? Who is it? Let's go back over. Go the back. Go back. 
back. It's you the same to, reason you're not, always early. No. The same reason you thought the Astros were going to win it two years before the Astros actually won it. But it wasn't the because of the reason pitcher. You they thought the Royals. The same reason you thought the Royals were going to win it two years before they could do it. The same reason you thought Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to win the finals this year. You have the right talent scouting, but your absolutism really makes you not be as effective as you could be because no, I don't the kids agree. have potential. Of course you don't agree because you absolutely are sure of everything. Right. Then you're surprised when they let you down, so you make excuses. I'm not surprised because most of the time I'm right. Help. Most of the time I'm oh right. God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll just keep listeners. The number is 424-254-9663. Run it back. So that you can call in and remind Terry of all the times that he's been ahead and, of the and game. you won't even have a handful of them. Because I get phone calls nonstop telling me, hey, man, you're right. Hey, dude, you were right. I, I'm two like, years ago. And now two years, two years later, ago, it comes, years into, ago, it comes into play. Even you have to go back to the table and say, yeah, you were right when you said this. And and so does two years that's later. That's not two, two years that, later. Now, that's if, this you year. wanna, if you want to elongate it, then it's right. Go but back. if you're talking about the actual time go of back the thing, where it's not everybody right. Everybody tells me that I'm right. because Please, go and lay it on me. Go back. I don't have to. I already heard it. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. There you go. Once again, folks, you see who we have to deal with. The walking podcast, Terry the Contrarian, because who I'm once right. again is right about something that he can't decide what it was. But what are you talking about? I'm road. telling you that if you let this young talent come up, they're going to do what they're supposed to do. You're bringing kids up to throw 100 miles an hour. I don't care who you are. It wins. It wins. It wins. Breaking balls, you have two or three pitches. You bring these kids up just like Tampa Bay is doing. They're in second place because they decided that they're going to live with their young talent. They brought their young talent up, and they're winning. They, they're above 500. There's two games behind the Yankees, the almighty super world Yankees. There are two games behind them that have a payroll of I don't know how many millions of dollars, and Tampa Bay barely can put fill the seats in Tampa. I mean, they they, it's real. The seats. They've yeah, never filled it's the real. Seats. And they have the talent to keep on pushing them out. So, so I went sign the Dallas Keuchel. Okay, that's fine. That's all you have to say. But I said to, that. But to, but to act as though these these minor leaguers who are going to come up and be completely lights out, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But to say with absolutism that they're going to be lights out is just not a good statement. Plain and simple. To you. To anybody. No, and you'll see when it happens you. and when it, you'll see when it happens later this year. No. Just like it happened with Giannis. Just like it did the whole song and dance. With Giannis, what? He lost he lost the series? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. And you know it's true. That's why you have a hard time accepting it. No, I, I said, I, said I was wrong. Time. I said I was wrong. All the time. I said I was wrong. And most of the time, it's not even that you're you're wrong in the way that you want to feel like you're wrong. It's that you're ahead. No. And instead of just being agree. like, oh, you know what I meant? That, 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 I thought he was going to do this. It has to be, no, he's ready now. Giannis is ready now. He's the best player in the he world. He is ready now. It's no. not his fault that Obviously he didn't have help. He's ready now. He's at the house. He's, 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 and there's he's, the excuse. Just like one, So now everybody listening, you can run this back. Yep. Because just like I said four minutes ago, then it comes into the excuse of who else did, didn't get it done. It's always the same thing. I've no, been it's not to an it. excuse. I've been listening to it for 40 years, folks. It's not I've been an excuse. To it for 40 years. It's not Trust an excuse. It's the truth. Trust me. Trust me on this one. <laughs> I'm telling you. What you smiling at, Ernie? Because <laughs> Ernie knows too. Ernie, Ernie doesn't know. know about smarts. And Ernie I know he don't know about smarts. He knows about smarts. <laughs> no, he doesn't know about that either. But he, and then he, then he sit around and he listens to you bump your gums. About being right, which I am because he knows people like, hey, man, he was right when he said, okay, go sure, ahead. Sure. Sure. I want you to play that call. That's the call I want you to play. It's a call when somebody says, oh, hey, hey, you're right. And I want them to say it just like that. And when they say that, when, <laughs> when I play the call that they said that I was right, what are you going to say? I'm going to say, wow, that was one in a thousand. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Exactly. Please play, play it for me. And then I'll know. And then I'll say. I'll have it for you uh, next I'll episode. Say, then I'll say, okay, I'm sorry. 
That's exactly what I'll say. But I won't have to say that because it'll be two years from now before any prediction. Your boy next victim came came on and said he was I was right. About which part? Uh, I don't know, but <laughs> what a surprise! Anyway, I don't say moving I, on with I'm this boss here uh, talking to nonsense, the absolute nonsense. We move on to the world of boxing, folks. And in the world of boxing, we got a big fight coming up this weekend. But we had a big fight come up last weekend uh, for somebody who, really, many could say was ahead of uh, ahead of his time with uh, the young man in the the junior lightweight in Edo, and he got dominated in a fight. A lot of people, I don't know why, but a lot of people had him super high on their pound-for-pound pound list. Yeah, Judge Ito didn't get it done. He didn't get it done. And I was amazed that during the fight to watch them say that he has no amateur experience. I, I'm not amazed about that, but still, I th- always feel like everybody's jumping the gun. You talk about jumping the gun, it's the same thing with Loma Chico. Everybody jumps the gun. They give these guys pound-for-pounds, and they don't have anything under their belt to validate them being pound-for-pound. Pound. Well, the thing that they have that Lomachenko has under his belt is that if he has 13 fights— Seven of them have been against world champions or eight of them have been against world champions and he's beat them. So that's different than saying a guy in Lomachenko has an extensive amateur career. This guy has no amateur career. And when I say no, I mean actually zero, like zero amateur fights. He just decided to start fighting. He practiced and then he became a pro and then he started winning. So and th- that's, and that's the hype machine turned on and he was the pound for pound, one of the pound for pound at that point. I mean, he won and he, he's been winning. It's not like he's, you know, it's not like he hasn't been winning. What's his record? But, uh, I don't know. I you, you can look him up. Look Edo up. Um and uh, while you're at it, look up Kawhi's uh look up Kawhi's championships. But I think that um it, you know, in that fight he ran into somebody with more skill and ability than him because he was he was almost like a baby wilder in a certain degree because he was really going for that right. Like he was really looking for that right hand. Well, and once again, they took it from him and he was a fish out of water. Because that guy yeah. took his right, yes. took his right yes. away from him, and he didn't know what to do. Yeah, so that that went down, and then you saw the situation with uh, with that's coming up this Saturday. A big fight that unfortunately isn't the fight that we were supposed to see. Because I really did want to see Anthony Joshua face uh, Jarrell Big Baby Miller, who couldn't find any plasma in his blood, only juice. Um, and now he's fighting Andy Ruiz, and Andy Ruiz is saying all the right stuff. He's talking a good game, saying that his styles should be a problem for Anthony Joshua, so on and so forth. The champ, I haven't even heard Anthony Joshua speak about Ruiz. In every press interview that I've heard about this fight, all he talks about is Wilder and Fury. And uh, he, from time to time, when in the middle of talking about Wilder and Fury, he'll drop on, but I'm not overlooking the Ruiz, <laughs> while he is clearly overlooking Ruiz. Uh, you know, it's a dangerous fight because any heavyweight can put you out, and Ruiz is, does have a that's, punch. That's the one thing that he said. He said he goes it, the thing that, that Joshua said that I respect a lot is he said I don't understand why Fury and Wilder are stretching out fighting me. He said they're only making it worse on themselves. He said I'm only going to get better. He said and if I was Deontay Wilder and uh, and I got offered a hundred million, hundred twenty million dollars to fight me, what else is there? You could be the you could potentially be the undisputed champ have all the belts and the money. He goes, what else, what else are you waiting for? How much money has to be on the table? And he said, and if I was 33 and that was the case, that's definitely what I would do. And, you know, he said, and, and with the heavyweights it's tricky because they're all banana peel fights. And it's true. Especially so, when you don't get to train specifically for a guy. like For that guy. Yeah. Now I feel like obviously that he's going to knock Ruiz out or stop him. <laughs> But Ruiz has a puncher's chance. He does yeah, have a puncher. This is the heavyweight division. This is the heavyweight division. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's this Saturday on the zone, on the app on the zone. They give you a month free if you want it. 
and uh, this probably would be the month to sign up if you haven't signed up for free because then you also get to watch a Triple G fight next weekend. And uh, New York City is hot for, for fights right now. Now, Masayaka Ito is 25-2-1. Yeah. See, so it's not like he was, you know, it's not like he didn't have any any record whatsoever. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And now they're now now with the rumor mill that they're saying is, uh, is they're saying now they're talking about Wilder Ortiz 2 in Los Angeles in September. So Wilder has no interest in fighting Joshua or Fury, in my opinion. I don't think he really wants to fight either one of them. And kind of like we played in that clip after the fight, he had a totally different tone when speaking about Wilder and Fury than he's had in the past, and when speaking about Fury and Joshua than he's had in the past. I don't know what has caused that, but uh, but it seems to be, you know. I, t- I mean, I think it's just a lack of confidence after he fought against Tyson Fury and got dominated. You, He could say whatever he wants to. He knows – that when he was in that ring, that he couldn't get done what he thought that he was going to be able to do. Even when he knocked him down in the in the twelfth round, he he got up and he was in the corner celebrating. He was in the corner doing the, the shuffle, <laughs> right? Was. Yeah, he so was doing the boogaloo. That's definitely going to shake your confidence to a certain degree. Now you get a, a bum out like Don, Dominic Brazil, but with the elite heavyweight fighters, there's a problem, right? And so he's not quick to jump. I have a problem with all these guys who want to make Joshua money, but it's not filling the seats up like Joshua. You get rewarded for filling up the seats. The well, crazy thing is, is that when it comes to to Wilder, I mean, it seems like they were, uh, you know, they were with it. They were with giving him Joshua money for and not filling up the seats, but having that electricity of the potential, you know, of the big the, the knockout, the big drama show. Well, I want to know how much money does Wilder, does Wilder need? <laughs> to literally, to that's what Joshua said. Right. This is what Joshua wants to know, so he can write the check. Yeah, and he said the other thing he said in that statement was this was a credible offer. He goes, this wasn't an offer from. Uh, he goes, this wasn't an offer from from uh, Deontay's email like he sent to me for the $50 million. He said, this is a credible offer from a network. So, And then you got Tyson Fury supposedly mixing it up now with Dillian White if they both win their fights. Dillian White would give him a problem. Dillian I think- White would give anybody a problem besides Anthony Joshua. And I mean, and I think he gave Anthony Joshua a problem for a few rounds. Yeah. And you know, he's Joshua a tough fighter. Him. He punched him. Yeah, he punched him late. He punched him early too. He he said he wanted to punish him, but the thing <laughs> of it is, is that the, to me, Tyson Fury is going to have to do a lot to be. Even though he uses all these antics to fight, he is a good boxer. But the big guys who can put him on his back and know how to fight that are fundamentally sound can get Tyson Fury out of there. And but everybody feels like he's the best heavyweight in the champ in the world right now. Well, Tyson Fury has not been out of there, and that's why people feel that way. Yeah. And, you know, until you see it, it's hard to visualize because the guy is crafty, and he has either beaten or gotten with everybody besides Joshua in the division that we've seen over the past 10 years. And as you know from going over to the U.K., man, there's crazy respect in in the U.K., more so for Tyson Fury than there is even for Anthony Joshua. Sure is. I I couldn't understand, but it's, uh, you know. Then you know, you know how many people they can put in seats over there? Man, how many how many people do does Wembley hold? I think it's a ninety thousand. Ninety thousand is that where like Joshua that? usually fights? That's a yeah, that's a stadium he fights at, which mm. is nuts. Kawhi has one ring, one ring. Yeah, oh, I thought he had him two piece. Got him one ring. Spurs in twenty fourteen. Oh, okay, and then he had that other one that he did not get because he actually tricked. That was when he was young in the game. He tricked the free throw. That's how you do it? He tricked the free. Got to learn how to win. That opened Ray Allen up to hit that big shot. Yeah. Got him one twenty fourteen, and he won the the finest most valuable player. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is all we got for you on this uh, feisty version of the Ozone. I'm going to leave you with a quote 
from Superman, or at least the Superman that I grew up with, Mr. Christopher Reeve. And it is, once you choose hope, anything's possible. And Christopher Reeve gave you that statement after he was paralyzed in a horse accident. And, uh, you know, folks, we're in a, a, a place in the world right now of great despair, but we have to recognize that our attitude and our mindset is going to have a lot to do with what we can accomplish. And having hope and, and hoping against hope at times, hoping with hope, rather, is a key component in us moving forward together and not divided. Well, this is our Memorial Day week div- uh, 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 edition of the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. We'll see you next week. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. <laughs>